and we are live welcome back everybody to checkpoint brought to you by strictly casual i almost said welcome back to strictly casual brought to you by checkpoint <laughs> opposite your number one show rounding up all the hottest gaming news stories of the week and discussing all the relevant topics you need to know about i'm one of your hosts james walmer brought to you today by the one and only spiciest meatball in the gaming industry vincent DeSantis. did you just refer to yourself as being brought to brought to you by me that was awesome you said today so. i'm brought to you by <laughs> I'm brought to you by Vincent DeSantis. Great. Yeah, I summoned Serving you. Serving up on a silver platter, baby. Uh-huh. Uh, audio listeners, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to leave a like, a review on uh, audio platforms. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash casual. Please hit us with a rating uh, and subscribe. Helps us out a lot. Beautiful. Help us with that algorithm, baby. Uh, what else we got going on the channel? We got Moon Knight Reaction is live? Question mm-hmm. mark? Yep. It's live, baby. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Anything else you got going on off the top of your head, Ben? Uh, the Marvel Theory video that we did with um, Heroes Playbook is almost done being edited. So that should be out in the next week or two. Cool. Yeah. Sounds great. Today, we have a short episode. We're talking about Halo Infinite Season 2. We're talking about Kingdom Hearts 4, Activision Blizzard follow-ups, uh, Sony, and even more Blizzard. It's a lot of Blizzard. A lot of blizzards. Oh, blizzard. James, do you have the scene? Do you have the scene set up for the Kingdom Hearts recording? By the way, I do. Sweet, awesome. Okay, just wanted to make sure because I was like, I didn't know, and I was like, well, we, if we get to there, <laughs> and then yeah, I was like, no, we're set. good, cool, we're chilling. Okay, you uh, Vincent, how you doing? What are you playing? I'm doing. Okay. Did you almost get past it? Again? No, no, no. No, I was okay. gonna ask you a question. But I've I lost the oh. question. I lost the question. Now it's gone. God damn it! That's okay. okay. Uh, I've been okay. Been a busy, busy week for me. Uh, but on the game front, I played about another hour of Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. So I am now through seven episodes. I've played seven. Oh shit! Wow. Two more to go. Uh, I'm absolutely just You're I'm loving every second of it. Loving every second. Ah, that's it. That's good to hear. Yeah. Really enjoy it myself. Puts brings a smile on my face after a long day, James. It's been great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Uh, I played. I'm still playing. Chug, chugging through Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the last significant thing I did. I uh, oh, I started Ronnie's quest line. Okay. Um, and ah, I forgot what I had to do for that. Oh yeah, I had to go back and go. There's a place that I tried to get through. It's called like Nokron okay. and Noxtel. And so I like missed a place and I had I spent like two hours trying to like go back and find the right direction. That's the thing with Elden Ring that I'm discovering is sometimes I don't appreciate the open worldness of it hmm. because I always I miss things a lot. Yeah. And because it's such a big game, it's hard for me to go back and go yeah. do other things because I get so set in trajectories and I have to like teleport back when i really enjoyed in dark souls 3 knowing that like there was there were a few linear paths that i could Did take and if i missed something i knew on the path where i yeah. missed it and i, I guess okay, that makes, I, there's it makes discoveries more rewarding i guess when you do find something or you do follow the quest line but i totally see what you mean whereas you feel like you're backtracking to go do stuff or to finish yeah. stuff whereas you want to be like moving forward and still doing like different things along mm-hmm. the way yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I pl- jumped into Slay the Spire. I've played about two or three hours of Slay the Spire because oh. I was on the PlayStation Plus games of the month. Yeah. And it's really fun. It's uh, kind of 
just a card-based um, uh, roguelite where you go through yeah. dungeons to the boss and you beat bosses and you just keep going and adding cards to your deck that your cards like attacks and defense. It's kind of like a, it, I mean, the, the combat system is very much like Hearthstone. Yeah. If you've ever played that, where like you have some cards that give you armor and defense and you give have other cards that deal damage and someone status effects someone explained slay the spire to me as a very advanced um version of the club penguin karate game i don't remember the club penguin karate game in which you have cards of different elements basically and you use those who attacks mm -hmm. your weaknesses of the other opponent very funny mm -hmm. very funny i just thought it was a hilarious mm -hmm. comparison sounds about right having not played Slay the Spire, so I don't really know how accurate yeah. it is, but I recommend it if you like roguelites. Yeah. I downloaded it. I have a buddy who loves Slay the Spire, and I was watching him play it months ago on stream, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this looks pretty awesome. This looks fun." It so, reminds me of like a Newgrounds game, to be honest. Really, you know what I mean? That's yeah, funny. yeah. I know but exactly like a really mean. high quality one. Sure, like a mini clip front page a... game. Yeah, but it's just very like simple. Yeah, that's cool though. I'm I'm excited. It's cool. I think that's a good offering for PS Plus. I do too. It's a lot of it's it's fun and it's a good break from Elden Ring. When yeah. I want to do other things. Exactly. <laughs> James. Finn, start us off. You want me to start off? No. All right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, I want you to start off. Halo Infinite Season 2 is taking fan feedback into account. This comes from GameRamp. Despite positive reception to Halo is Halo Infinite's approach to its PvP multiplayer content or component. Its first season of content has large amounts of community feedback from fans. With Halo Infinite being a live service, fans have pointed out that the lack of new content since the game's launch has been a problem. The developers already acknowledge community concerns, going so far as to say that it understands the community has run out of patience and words were no longer enough to satisfy their concerns with Halo Infinite's current status. While details remain vague on what to expect in Season 2, there's enough information being released to see that a large amount of core feedback is being addressed, and as a result, the community is responding positively. James, before I get into the next section of this article, where are you currently in your headspace of Halo Infinite multiplayer? Uh, it's relevant now. Damn. See, that's a tough one. They don't want it to be irrelevant. They're trying to bring the relevance back. Too bad. I'm kind of. It's going to take a. It's going to take a big pull. Yeah, I'm. I'm not ready to say it's irrelevant for me, but it's definitely. There's no reason for me to play it. That's. There's just like there's. So it's irrelevant. There's to you. no draw. I guess that means it's. So irrelevant. It's irrelevant to you. I guess yeah. that's, I guess so. Sounds like it's relevant to you. Wow. Okay. As detailed in the recent teaser trailer, Halo Infinite's new season will include a new battle pass, of course, new maps and modes. The trailer shows an arena map called Catalyst and a new big team battle map called Breaker. The latter map looks to shake things up with a fire pit that separates parts of the map. New modes were also outlined by 343 that include a free-for-all elimination mode titled Last Spartan Standing, a new mode titled Land Grab, which seems to be a new take on the popular King of the Hill mode, the Last Spartan Standing mode, which may be Halo's take on a Battle Royale experience, which will be very interesting to see in action. So, remember years ago when we'd be like, oh, Halo's getting a Battle Royale mode? That might be this. Okay. And I don't actually I know what this is going to be. I'm assuming it's just going to be on a big team battle map and or something. I don't think it's going to be like a huge mm. drop-in type deal. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Uh, where was I at? Okay, uh, changes, changes to the, to the Mangler mangle. equipment, vehicles, and the overall sandbox experience were announced alongside updates and bug fixes to more technical aspects such as sound design and networking. Changes and additions to the Battle Pass progression, customization options, thank God, and the inclusion of a narrative story arc that will accompany how the season plays out have fans most excited. I could care hmm. less about the narrative that goes along with that. That's like a Fortnite thing, you know? It's like... Yeah, I don't really care about that, to But be the honest. customization options, options 
if they if they open it up, they they can make it relevant to me because you know I'm all about Halo just for the fashion, baby. That's right. That's right. Sometimes they really open it up because we we talked extensively. We did about customization. We did. That's a great episode. That's when Halo. I think that's a great episode too. Maybe two weeks after that launched or something. Yeah. Ish. Yeah, and everyone was talking about customization options and Mm -hmm. being locked out of a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm excited for the update, though. I mean, I'll, I'll jump in. I enjoy the Halo gameplay. There's just, mm-hmm. I want to grind it, and there's no reason to grind it. You know? Right. What what sticks out to you most from this update? I like the Battle Pass progression changes. I, I mean, I hope, well, no. Do so we know I, what that looks like, we though? We don't. I like the idea of Battle Pass progression changes. Because okay. um, okay. even well, when they up. changed it, even well, when let's, they changed let's, it. They did say for Season 2 that you'd be able to earn credits toward like premium content whether that's another battle pass or that's nice yeah um or what am i trying to think of armor sets that you would normally have to pay money for yeah armor sets and you know stickers or whatever the that's great i like that cosmetics are yeah yeah that'll add up slowly i mean i mean in fortnite like the battle pass if you did the battle pass you could potentially buy the next season's battle pass with the credits you earn from the previous one, mm-hmm. which was kind of nice. But even having a couple extra for like a new cat ears on my master chief or that'd be cool. There's a little purchase. Come here. on. Come yeah. on. Uh, so that'd be nice, but I really want to see how the battle pass pass is going to progress because even with first match of the day, you get a big bonus. Second match, you get a little less third match, a little less, a little less, a little less. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so you have incentive to go in and play one game or two games. Right. And then why? I want to know the why. Like, why am I playing these games? Because I want something overarching. Are there going to be special skins to unlock with a certain amount of kills? There are, in there are it's like 2,000-something kills or whatever to get like a certain skin. Right. But I want something like a roadmap. I don't want just like, okay, here's the top thing. Like, why am I going to keep playing? Dude, I'm telling you, live service games killed in-game progression. Yeah. Because... That's the way it used to be in like, I mean, I guess the classic example is like Call of Duty with their yeah. with their skins right. because you would have like Black Ops 2, Modern Warfare 2 is like, all right, you get this, you get this, uh, even skins in Halo 3, right? We talked yeah. about like customization options in Halo 3 where you'd have to get skulls or you'd have to get a certain achievement mm-hmm. or like complete in-game things to get certain armor pieces. And then you'd see someone and be like, oh, like, What's that art? What's that helmet? Like I've never seen that before. How did you get that? Yeah. Like, oh, I had to get this certain achievement by doing this, this, and this. And people would be like, "Oh shit! Like that's really tough." You know, I yeah. gotta figure that out. And then you get like boosting lobbies and stuff like that. And right. That was craziness. I'll never forget my favorite in-game achievement that I did not earn, like legit. It was in Black Ops Two. There was a calling card called Nuclear Killer, in which you had to get mm-hmm. thirty kills without dying. And I remember being very close many times in a multiplayer lobby and then forget about it. A bunch of friends hopped on a private lobby or whatever. And then Come on, we, baby. we all got the nuclear killer medals and we all had them yep. stacked up to play. I just remember that being like such a fun thing too. Even though I like, I yeah. know I did not earn it. Like that, it, just, it was just fun. I don't it's know. okay. It like, cause fun. it's fun. Like it's an yeah. experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just a good time. So I agree. Live service games, killing in-game progression. Which is a little right, because I think because I think they just made it about hours you put in. Yeah. Right. Which is not indicative of any sort of like is not indicative of really anything. That just means you did. You, that just means you turned your game on and you moved around. Right. For X amount of hours, because 
if remember that your kills and medals in Halo Infinite don't amount to any sort of progression whatsoever. Which is sad. It's really sad. You just get it for completing those games. So you could literally be AFK yeah. for six games and just move, like have a do the old, do right. the old rubber band sure. on the stick uh-huh. type guy and just yep. walk, like walk around in a circle for the entire game. Yeah. And get your get your stuff. It's tough. Halo, I want to yeah. play your game. Three four three. I want to play your game. Just give me a reason to make it worth it. Yeah, make it worth it. Mm-hmm. Reward players who are doing things. Also, uh, Best Buy was selling Halo Infinite's campaign for twenty dollars this week, which was very interesting. Whoa. If anybody is interested in that, I know it's on Game Pass, but for those of you who don't like Game Pass or don't huh. subscribe, yeah. Hmm. All right. Next up, Kingdom Hearts Four got announced completely out of the blue. Uh, this comes from Kotaku.com. As a part of the series' 20th anniversary celebrations, okay, well, I guess it just wasn't out of the blue. It was their 20th anniversary. Square Enix just used a Sunday evening presentation in Japan to unveil two Kingdom Hearts games, one of them being Kingdom Hearts 4. The show, held in Tokyo, held li- had live music, artwork presentations, and on-stage appearances from series director Tetsuya Nomura, series composer Yoko Shinom- Shimomura, and other development members. The big news, though, was the Kingdom Hearts 4 announcement alongside the reveal of a new Kingdom Hearts game, this one for mobile. The first new Kingdom Hearts is called Kingdom Hearts Missing Link. A closed beta for it is coming to iOS and Android later this year, though only in specific regions. The Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer begins right after and features the expected mix of Square Enix and Disney characters, only this time set in a gorgeous, realistic world unlike anything ever seen before in Kingdom Hearts series. Okay, let me hear your thoughts on the trailer before the details. What did you think? Okay, first of all, I don't remember any Disney characters in the trailer. I think, uh, like... The big uh, Shadow Man? No, no, not the Shadow Man. The Duck. Donald Duck. He was there in the... Donald Duck? He was just standing there on the balcony with Sora for a little bit. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. It wasn't like Focus or anything. I thought it looked cool. I'm not going to lie to you. I was like, this goes hard. As as someone who has only played Kingdom Hearts 2 on the PlayStation 2 and nothing more, I was like... Oh, this looks very cool. Now, yes, it looks very, very cool. I was led astray. I was led astray. I was told we got a Kingdom Hearts 4, and so I watched this trailer, and it starts off with the mobile game trailer before it goes into this Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer, and I was like, this looks terrible. I'm like, this looks like a PS3 <laughs> like tech demo or and something. And you thought that was like Kingdom Hearts 4, Kingdom Hearts 4? I thought Hearts it was 4. Kingdom Hearts 4, Kingdom Hearts 4, and I was like, ah, man, someone's upset. Someone's got to mm-hmm. be upset about this, you know? Yeah. But I was wrong, dude. It looks great. He was waking up on the it couch. It looks really, really good. It's like, oh, Sora. The movement looks incredible. I'm really excited to see what they do with more dynamic, fluid movement. Yeah. Um, especially because Kingdom Hearts. I don't know how Kingdom Hearts 3 was, but especially in the older Kingdom Hearts games, it was. It felt very static. You were just kind of walking at, around a stage or an arena, mm. uh, dodging attacks while you're, you know, throwing off spells and doing attacks and things well, like that. In Kingdom Hearts 2, I remember these little, like, flying black goobly goblin dealios that were just kind of going around uh-huh. and then you would not fly to them but if you attack it was like batman arkham games where like uh-huh. a character could be really far away but you hit punch and then you like move really fast and like hit him and you would do that with your uh-huh. sword but you would go up in the air and i could like chain a bunch of them in the air together before i came back down and as a kid i would try to like how, how high can i stay in the air like how long could i do this but mm-hmm. i'm assuming that's going to be like on steroids for whatever this is now oh yeah i mean Sora is going through buildings. He's yeah. jumping off a light post. He's 
doing big combos all the time. It, it looks really, really cool. I hope that's how the moment to moment gameplay looks. This looked yeah. like gameplay mm-hmm. um, in that fight. So the, the UI still looked a little rough. Was it's there UI in the, the trailer? There was a little bit of UI. Oh, it had the spells see. on the left-hand side. The spells looked fine, okay. but the it had the health and everything on the right-hand side, yeah. and it just looked like kind of like the classic. like It was Sora's face and a green to red meter yeah, um, in an arc, and I was like, ah, that just looks a little dated. Yeah, that's fair. F. But when does really like... I think we need to rethink how we do health UX in oh, games. Oh, yeah. Because even look at a game as recent as Elden Ring, Mm -hmm. and we're just we're in the bars, baby. It's just the bar, just big bars. Yep. I which I don't know how to fix that, but I I think we just need something that looks a little better. I'm also playing Star Wars right now, and I think Mm -hmm. before that game came out, I was like, this UI is so bad. This UI for this game is horrible. And then playing it, I haven't noticed it, but the health bar is weird. There's a little health bar above your head with like different hearts in it, meaning like the health bar can go all the way down three times before you actually die. But I'm like, hmm, there's not enough challenge sometimes to even use that health bar. And so it's like, please just take it away unless I'm getting hit. Like, I don't really want to see it all the time. And they do right. that sometimes they don't do it. But yeah, UI is, UI is important. It's so important. Mm-hmm. All right. What's the last point here? Oh, that's right. The Kingdom Hearts trailer begins right after. Oh, here we go. Robert, right in the announcement trailer, Sora makes a triumphant return with an updated look at the beginning of an epic new storyline titled The Lost Master Arc. Beginning with Sora facing off in a boss battle against a giant enemy, players are introduced to the quad... Wow, this is going to be difficult. Quadru- quadratum. Yeah. A large, expansive city set in a gorgeous, realistic world unlike anything ever seen before in the Kingdom Hearts series. Fans will be excited to see the return of Sora's well-known companions, Donald and Goofy, in addition to the first appearance of Strelitzia, a mysterious new character who appears before Sora in this strange new setting. Some fans have spotted a little detail that may lead to a big reveal. And that is in the first part of the trailer, there is a foresty uh, forest section mm-hmm. area. And in the top right corner, you can see a really, really small slice of what appears to be a AT, ATST? ATST ATST foot yeah i mean and it looks it's just it looks like pretty much like an AST, ATST foot yes. like pretty undeniably the picture comparison is like literal like exactly what it is um and that could be exciting i was seeing a lot of people excited that star wars could be a part of kingdom hearts and a lot of people not so excited about that uh, but it also spawned the larger mm-hmm. conversation of they don't want the avengers they don't want marvel characters in kingdom oh hearts god because i don't want marvel in kingdom hearts that's what it would open up to you know oh if because if disney can put star wars in there disney can put um you know marvel in there easily. marvel now you can start the kingdom hearts verse Oh, can you imagine the new Doctor Strange? They jump in and Sora's there. You're like, whoa. <laughs> I, don't I think we need to talk about the real unsung hero of this trailer, which is that Sora's no longer wearing his yellow clown shoes. The red clown shoes. Oh, right. First it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was it always red or was it yellow oh, in Kingdom Hearts 2 and then red in Kingdom Hearts 3? I don't know. I don't remember. Sorry, but he's just wearing some like black chucks, like yeah. black Converse in right. this one, and I'm like, all right, Sora's got the drip now. He's glowing up a little bit, you know. But it is a little odd because all of and there's a lot of memes about this on Twitter right now because 
Sorit has different proportions than every other person in this world. Right. He's the it's just the protagonist shaped differently, modeled differently. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And everyone else kind of has just like normal, like looks like an average person. Yeah. And then Sora's out here just um froppy. (laughs) All right. (laughs) He looks froppy. Do you does this trailer at all get you excited or want to go back and play the other Kingdom Hearts games? Kinda. Okay. Cause same a little bit, but I know that the barrier of entry for Kingdom Hearts is like very high. I Vincent, you know how I am with old games, right? Oh, you yeah. know how I you don't, gonna hate I don't like one. old games. Yeah. I like I, I I've gone gotten too accommodated to modern games and their quality yeah. of life that they you know the conveniences that come with it sure so i don't even know if i'd be able to go back and enjoy kingdom hearts too they did for kingdom hearts one they added a uh, movable camera so instead of having a fixed camera whoa so like they've made a little improvements to make it like try to be more like the other ones but um mm-hmm. yeah that's it's definitely interesting because i want to play it but to even understand the story i know that even if i played through the mainline games not just one two three but like one two and then there's like 1.5 and then 2.5 and then three mm-hmm. i think plus there's also like sprinkles. a few like ds ones yeah you have to play every single one to even start to understand the story and then you have to watch about six to ten youtube video essays that are all 24 hours each to to start getting <laughs> it you know? and i respect the people that i i love that people like are so excited about the kingdom Hearts yeah. story I just know that that is an investment, baby. Like that's it's, a life investment, not just a time investment. It, as someone who's really into souls, yeah, that seems even small in comparison to Kingdom Hearts lore. Uh, exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's the meme of the little guy, yeah. like the little knight, and that's that's souls lore. And then the big ch- like Radon yeah. is like uh-huh. Kingdom Hearts lore. Yeah, pretty insane, but. I do want to pick up that all-in-one Kingdom Hearts package eventually. Just, you know, just go for it. Maybe on a- Is it available? Oh, yeah. They have the 1, 2, 3 bundle, right? But the all-in-one collection has, like, the 1.5s, 2.5s, and everything in between. But not the, of course, not the DS and all the Nintendo Is that on ones. PlayStation? Yes, but it's only available physically. You can't buy it digitally. Whoa. Yeah. So, Does it come in, like, a box set? Yeah, it's, like, a big box. It's got different discs in it and everything. It's available, like... a cool like, box? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a cool box. Yeah okay it's all right it's like cool artwork and stuff but it's not like a premium package or anything like that yeah i also need to play final fantasy for that because sephiroth is in that is true and a lot of final fantasy characters are in yeah uh kingdom hearts so i need to experience those and more final fantasy games in general speaking of final fantasy real quick um did you see okay so this kingdom hearts 4 comes from a geforce um leak basically so people knew that this was coming uh, at a certain time and uh-huh. one of the things in the leak was final fantasy 9 remake in the way that final fantasy 7 was done i don't really know anything about final fantasy 9 i don't know anything about final fantasy 9 but someone was excited about that because every single thing that has leaked so far in that data leak that geforce had has come true so yeah. final fantasy 9 would just make sense to come true also they're they're batting 100 right now for this leak wow so um i know nothing about this game whatsoever you'll have to look into it but i'm just excited for characters though final fantasy 7 part 2 baby give me that yeah 
Okay, you guys, thank oh. you so much for listening to this clip. If you're watching, make sure to subscribe here on YouTube. If you want to watch the whole podcast, you can become a member. If you want to listen to audio, it's free on all audio platforms. The links are in the description to that. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bam. Cool. Activision Blizzard says all US-based QA testers will become full-time employees. This comes from videogameschronicle.com. The company also revealed that the employees would receive an hourly wage increase to a minimum of $20 per hour. Love to see it. A statement from Activision Blizzard reads, quote, today we announced that, sorry, I can't read today. Today we announced the conversion of all US-based temporary and contingent QA team members at Activision Publishing and Blizzard, nearly 1,100 people in total to permanent full-time employees starting on July 1st, unquote. An internal email from COO Joshua Taub reads, Quote, QA is, and that stands for quality assurance, in case it's unclear before. QA is and continues to be critical to our development process. We have been amazing, Q or sorry, we have am amazing QA teams in place that work hard to ensure our players have the best possible gaming experiences. Thank you, unquote. Tob's email continues saying, as Call of Duty evolves, we anticipate periods where the workload will fluctuate and exceed our expanded team's bandwidth. With this in mind, we're adding extra support for our team from external partners. Now, to add on to this, remember uh, maybe two months ago, there was a big push for Ra Raven employees wanted to unionize. Well, QA mm -hmm. specifically wanted to unionize. Mm -hmm. So this could potentially be a response to that to try to not get them to unionize. Right. But regardless, it's very nice to see them being full-time, like full-time employees right? instead of... I still think they should unionize, but right. but this is better. Oh, you can than... still unionize on top of this though. Oh, for real? Oh yeah, yeah. Full time employee. Yeah, why not? Okay, I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. A full time people are everywhere. Do you think it's a result of unionization? Um, I don't know if it's a result necessary. I think. Well, let me rephrase this. This well, if it's a response to unionization. Could it be? This could have happened silently. You know what I mean? But the the fact no. that they chose to make a kind of release out of this to be like, I think this is like a good press moment that they wanted as well to say that they're... Right. So you think it was the silent hand of the union pushing Activision Blizzard in the direction of better pay and full-time employees, and but they want it to look like it was their decision alone. Um, Activision Blizzard. Possibly, but every single article I've read read about this mentions the union story too. Like, I don't think there's a way that it could be detached from that conversation. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I I think it's definitely from the silent hand of the unionization. You know. Okay. But good. We love to see it. Um, yeah. I don't know. Somewhere else in this article too, it said that um, seventy something percent of the employees still wanted to unionize. So that's way over half. Love to see it. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. So yeah, good stuff. Happy for these people cool. going full time now. Yeah. Next up, Cerny, Sony, Sony, <laughs> Sony, and Kirkipi, Kirkipi, Kirkby, Kirkby invest in Epic Games. This comes from Epic Games. James, I really honestly think that we have talked, like we've had more news stories about Epic Games than maybe anything else. Like if we add, I think up. they're gonna be one like the biggest. I I don't know what to call them. Are they? They're not just a developer yeah anymore they're uh, yeah well i guess they because they develop game engines they're developing games they're developing a lot of stuff sure. so i guess developer i think they're the new biggest developer in yeah. terms of size i think pure size james 
this is crazy. This is crazy. I think Epic could be like a top 10 most highest grossing company ever. Like yeah, of all time. Like a battling it yeah. out with like Apple and Microsoft and like I agree. That. I agree. I think it could Let's be Let's talk insane. about why that is. Today, Epic Games announced a $2 billion round of funding to advance the company's vision to build the metaverse and support its continued growth. This round includes investments from existing investors, Sony Group Corporation, as well as Kirkby, a family-owned holding and investment company behind the Lego Group, which each party investing $1 billion respectively. All three companies highly value both creators and players and aim to create a brand new social experiment exploring the connection between digital and physical worlds. Epic continues to only have a single class of common stock outstanding and remains controlled by its CEO and founder, Tim Sweeney. And he says, quote, As we reimagine the future of entertainment and play, we need partners who share a vision. We have found this in our partnership with Sony and Kirkby, said Tim Sweeney, CEO and founder of Epic Games. This investment will accelerate our work to build the metaverse and create spaces where players have fun with friends. Brands can build creative and immersive experiences and creators can build a community and thrive. These are just not very specific. I want specifics nope. on how this is going to work eventually. But I think we're years away from that. I think we're closer than we think. Yeah. I think we are. It'll be interesting. Like man. I give it two years. Yeah. yeah till yeah. we start seeing what this looks like. It's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I've... think we'll start seeing more and more like nods toward it this year with some more entry things. Yeah. And then I think second year will be like, like this is how you get in. Have you seen Core? Epic Games is Core. No. I highly recommend downloading it and checking it out. It's free. Um, it's very much teasing at some ideas that could be metaverse -y. It took the Fortnite like worlds thing, you know, or like people can build their own creations and jump in portals and like go into other people's worlds or whatever. It's mm -hmm. that, but I kind of, it's probably the same Fortnite engine. Just things look different. Um, but people can really create things like it's di very different modes. It's not really a shooter. It can be a racing game. It can be this, it can be that but there's like this mm. big hub world and stuff. And you can kind of see like hints of like, okay, this is Epic's like very early thing where they could like Roblox. It is exactly like <laughs> Roblox, which is another gigantic company, James. Yes. Roblox is massive. Mm -hmm. It's a little scary. I remember actually. we did a, we did an article, uh, a few months ago yeah. on how big roblox is and yeah. how many players they have yep it's it's insane. the most it's the most <laughs> i think it legitimately is the most and here's what i learned about roblox is every time we have a family gathering and my little eight-year-old cousin busts out his mom's phone and is like check out what i got on roblox today <laughs> like that whole thing and i'm like when i played roblox as a kid dude i was playing a stripped down basic ass yeah. version of roblox he's playing roblox ray tracing on an iphone dude i'm like this yes, looks bro. great he's having a he's got a house bro he goes home he's got pets to feed i'm like well, what is going on dude yeah <laughs> he's got his life together in roblox at eight years old more dude, than i, I swear the life. roblox has roblox has just been building towards metaverse yeah they're doing it out there uh and like vr chat oh yeah oh imagine the mix dude the roblox vr chat mix roblox vr chat and fortnite i'm ready to do this epic games yeah i what's your gonna be your... I, this is gonna be 
<laughs> an interesting game for games. <laughs> interesting year for games. What's going to be your persona in the metaverse, James? How are you going to change yourself to be more like the person you want to be inside the metaverse? I'm going to be a mecha. <laughs> I I'm just going to be a robot. Perfect. Good. Yeah. I'm just going to be a, a avatar of Ava 01 from mm, Evangelion. Nice. Okay. Cool. Or Shinji, but I want to be exclusively like, you know, the picture of Shinji from Ava where he's busting it down in front of the chair. Like normally uh-huh. it's a picture of him crying in the chair. Yeah. But the one of him on the ground and his ass is up. Sure. And he's got his oh. legs spread. And he's just going at it. You know it. what I mean? Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what you want to be. And he's throwing it back. Yeah. That's what I want to be. Cool. Okay. You know, I think we should ask this question to each other like multiple times uh, before the metaverse comes out. Mm-hmm. And then we'll really cement in who we're going to be in the metaverse. Is yeah. that a scary conversation, dude? Someone's going to be like, like, there's going to be pedophiles using this crap. There's going to be. Oh, yeah. Like, it's going to be. It's so imagine scary. catfishing. Oh, my God. It's so scary. Yeah. People are going to have metaverse weddings. But remember. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, remember the Lego group. They're making this for kids. Remember, they're making this for family kids. Friendly. family friendly. Well, I feel like it'll be like their zone. It'll yeah. be like there's a family friendly zone. Right. That's like a no smoking section. God, and then Twitter will be the, <laughs> the other section. Imagine going out to the Wild West, baby. It's like we got to go travel out to the to the outer rim of the of the metaverse because we got to pick something up out there. James, you want to come with me on this journey? Like that, I think that's going to be epic. That's like, that'd be kind of awesome. awesome. It's like, we got to go to the outer, we got to go to the slums, baby. So there's something going on. Like, God, that'd be sick. God, homeless people in the metaverse. (laughs) It's me. It would be me. (laughs) I'm the homeless person in the metaverse. Uh, oh man what a concept i don't know it's crazy that's insane how how will the wealth distribution work in the metaverse um it's completely deterrent on deterrent it's how much ethereum you own no uh on like something very random like something yes it won't be based on money Mm. what about how fast you are whoa you have to beat <laughs> someone in a foot race and the farther you go the more wealthy you are yep start exercising now boys get those get on those treadmills come on yep <laughs> <sighs> the metaverse is so weird to me i can't wait to figure out what the hell it actually is yeah i don't know we'll fi- well I, like i said well i think we'll really we'll know. know in the next two years yeah in two years we'll have the sort of consumer ready like packaged like this is what it is and this is like like this will be the sony epic game sort of like this is the bundle you want to interview a metaverse uh expert i do do you know one i met one on clubhouse way back i wonder if i can just discord message him and see he's a game developer also you know i know someone else who is big into the metaverse we should so i'm just fascinated by it i i want to know everything we need to do like a twitter spaces or just like get Mm. everyone into a call and record that great conversation And spaces on desktop now, so we can use our mics and then like invite Whoa. people up to talk. Very, very nice, dude. Great idea. Great idea. Great idea. Great idea. Next up, Vicarious Visions is seemingly no more after it merged Entertainment. This comes from Nintendo Life. What are you doing over here, Nintendo Life? Uh, Vicarious Visions, known for its work on Crash Bandicoot and Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two will merge Blizzard Entertainment and work solely on Blizzard games moving forward. Blizzard Entertainment is known for franchises such as Diablo, World of Warcraft, Overwatch, and Hearthstone. It's unknown at this time 
exactly which of these the old Vicarious Visions team will work on, but it's likely it will be utilized across the entire Blizzard catalog, including probably the new game that uh, I think is still in it. Uh, the survival you know what I'm one? talking about? Yeah, the survival Can't one. wait. Can't wait for that. This move effectively means that Vicarious Visions is no more. The brand will be defunct going forwards, and we can't expect them, uh, the team to work on franchises like Spiral the Dragon, Crash Bandicoot, or Toonie Hawk. Toonie Hawk. Toonie Hawk. Hawk. Toonie Hawk. <laughs> Whether this move will remain in place once Activision slash Blizzard's sale to Microsoft is finalized remains to be seen. So yeah, Vicarious is like no more. Like it's kind of gone. And I, it was just a tweet. Like they just tweeted we're, we're merging with Blizzard. Thanks everybody. Deuces. That's, that's how it went. Kind of sad. Um, I hope they got a rock hard sad. deal for this though. I, I hope it was for a real. rock. I movie. hope they were all paid very nicely. Uh -huh. I mean, this is cool. I, yeah, I don't know. Great. This just means we won't get Spyro. Unless. Sorry for everyone looking forward to Spyro. What if Blizzard now has the rights to Spyro? I think they do. I don't know how any of this, any of that works, but I think they got it in the acquisition, or yeah, Microsoft got it in the Activision, or in the Microsoft got it in the Activision in the uh, um, yeah, the acquisition. I, yeah, acquisition. Activision was too close to acquisition, it's, so I couldn't think of the real word. I understand. We're recording this early, James. It's been a it's been a day already. It's been a day already. Coming up since five fifty. Going into random fun stuff. Bug Snacks is headed to Xbox Game Pass and Switch on April 28th. And I saw a bunch of... Let's go. Take this, Sony fanboys. It's coming to other consoles. It's like, dog. It came for free Ugh. on PlayStation. Everybody's getting it, for, you're getting it for free on Game Pass. You're getting it on Switch. You know, epic. Great game. Highly recommend it. Oh, speaking of another game that had to, headed to Switch was 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. And Polygon gave it its recommended. They said, incredible, like a masterpiece on playstation 4 comes to switch and it's even better why did i think that game was also on switch already Interesting. Uh, you're right and it's out mm -hmm. like it's out out interesting yeah it's out out cool I, i've heard nothing returnal wins games. best game at the baftas congratulations returnal congratulations returnal i'll play you eventually all right cut you off Vincent. no it's fine uh, Battlefield 2042 Steam player count falls below 1,000 for the first time. There's less than 1,000 <laughs> people playing Battlefield right now. Yikes. That hurts bad. That hurts bad. It does really hurt. Can you imagine, James? That's like, that's like 10 Conquest maps happening. <laughs> less than uh -huh. 10. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Good luck finding a match. That's, yeah. That's New no Sorry. Yeah. New No Man's Sky update called Outlaws lets you go full space pirate. I thought they were done. I thought they said they were stopping. I thought they said they were done too, but they were like, oh, never mind. They did 12 massive expansions for free. Like, I've, you, you've done good work. You've battled. For is this the 12th? No, they did 12. This is like 13 then. 13, 14. Wow. Because remember, they already had another one that came out after they said they were done. So this is 14. Yeah. <sighs> it's crazy. Wow. Halo Master Chief Collection gets Flood Firefight Mode. Do you know what the Flood Firefight Mode is? It's just a uh, mode where it's... Yeah. So did you ever play Halo 3 or did you... All of them. Every single one. Okay, so you, did you play Firefight mode in Halo 3? Probably not. Okay, it's just where you have, like, waves of enemies. Okay. Oh, sick. Like, coming out, it's basically survival. Great, I love that. So it's that. a flood survival mode where you fight the flood. Cool. But I love survival modes. It's just fun. Well, I'm confused as why they added this into Master Chief Collection. Me neither. I would like that in Halo Infinite. 
that's just me that would be cool so, i guess it doesn't really fit in halo infinite because flood aren't yeah i guess yeah but they could do it with other enemies give us a big team battle map have like enemies spawn in different sides and stuff that'd be sick that'd be tons of fun you squad up with a team of four like and you're trying yeah. to... that sounds great they've had they've done it before it was in yeah. halo reach originally it was in halo ods yeah it's nothing new that'd be awesome i don't know either we're not doing that sounds like a great sounds like fun sounds like a fast way to level up too. i don't know either three my buddy texted me and said why is three four three just continually fumbling the bag let me be a consultant i'm ready to go i'll bring me on part-time <sighs> That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking, looking for jobs, baby. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. To go. Um, oh, there's one more thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, you can no longer do the deal for PlayStation Now to PlayStation yeah. Plus. Gone. Extra. You can no longer do that. So there, before this week, there was a thing that said um, you could buy PlayStation Now for $69.99 and for the year and it would transfer to the premium tier of playstation plus when that goes live in june yeah um essentially get forty dollars 40 i think it was forty dollars off yearly uh fee yeah but can't do that anymore yeah well no the yearly fee for the premium is 120 dollars. this was 60 dollars, so it's half so it's half off wow okay so you would have been get you would have got two years for one basically at the end of the day and i was gonna do it too i was like "Ah." i know i missed just like see what it was like i missed the opportunity for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, give me those Metal Gear oh, well. games on there and maybe I'll subscribe for a little bit. That's what I want. For real. That's what I want. All right, y'all. That is a wrap on episode 108 of Checkpoint. James, any closing words before we send it out? Thank you so much for watching. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like and interact with That helps us. It cut out, but you said interact with other platforms. For some reason, it blanked out specifically right there. But yeah. All right. Just it helps us. <laughs> it does. Uh, thank you guys. Yeah. Also, we broke the 1.7 curse. We're in the 1.8s now, baby. Let's go. Let's go, baby. <laughs> thank to Moon Knight last night. It's incredible. All right. Peace out, everybody. We'll see you next week.